3: Welcome yeah. in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, Jesse, AJ all here, and the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. Petey, back yeah. on the show, in town, from PHNX, doing uh, doing way cooler work than we do with Watch ESPN. the ratings spike right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Jesus,
2: I just did a live show with 20 people. Well, just there for mention. Hey, I mean, console. you did pretty okay.
3: ESPN on Game One did over four mil, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. not, right bad. Not, yeah. bad, not bad, not bad, Petey.
2: It's a little different on that side than this side. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine there's a little bit <laughs> uh, a
3: more village. resources yeah. on that side than we have here. Thanks for having me, guys. It's
1: a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, happy to have. Years. you. Escaping the heat a bit. Yeah. Well, really? <laughs> a little it's bit. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Bad day to save that. Yeah. Well, but I mean, what is it? What is it? It's 114 back home. Oh, yeah. Who I yeah. went to
2: the baseball game yesterday. It was 95 in the sun. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? This humidity? No. Yeah,
1: those Rockies games can be uh, – if you, if you catch yourself in the wrong part of Coors Field, that can be yeah. a, a yeah. tough yeah. afternoon. I fought for the shade, so I was Yeah, fine. there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Throwing
4: bows? <laughs> What's that? So you were throwing bows? You could get it, sharpen the elbows a little bit? Yeah, no. Clearing I
2: out space? Yeah, I, I, got, I sat behind home plate for a little bit. I was with a guy that is one of those guys that just – Pretends he belongs. Yeah, he said, let's go behind home plate. We can't go behind home plate. Just watch, and we went behind home plate. So we watched a couple of innings from back there, and then we went out way out in the outfield and got in the shade.
1: I it. was actually having that exact conversation with uh, old friend JJ Jerez yesterday. That it's amazing what you can accomplish if you just walk confidently yeah. enough. Oh yeah, how few people will say something to you if you just I act like you belong there. The I've rule done i it in, in multiple <laughs> arenas: <laughs> if
3: you're if you're carrying a ladder we yeah, yeah, will yeah, let yeah. you in
1: anywhere <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> New strategies <Yeah. laughs> That's that's summer summer content right there yeah. How many places can DNVR Avalanche crew get into just carrying a couple Ladders, <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh, that's our next short this is, yeah. this Our
4: like, season's been over yeah, for you two months The ultimate yeah. Brendan vote content Right here yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How many places can Brendan get in if he's carrying yeah. a ladder A
1: ladder and a spool of cable <laughs> Oh alright, there we go Yeah. Uh, Love, love the deep deep cut there on the uh, on the shirt too, Friday, yeah. looking good. It's Friday.
3: It is Friday. Yeah, it's it's a very chill day.
4: And actually, uh, I've said it
1: how high my neckline is now.
4: It's Friday for everybody else, but for us, it's just a
1: day. No, it's still Friday.
4: Mm-mm. It's Not a game day. <laughs> so you have it's game days game and game day. non-game
2: days, days now yep, for the last it. month, yeah. right? Yeah. That's all there are. <laughs> yeah, to be in this city right now, uh, I'll say this: like, for a uh, working in an area where we haven't had playoffs in a long time. And we had mm-hmm. the, I guess you could say the 20 bubble team was a playoff, yeah. but it really wasn't. It was in the bubble. Yeah. But to have it in your city, we haven't, they have, Coyotes haven't been there since 2012, and you don't get that buzz. They made it to the Western finals that year, which was great. Awesome. But this is electric. Like, yeah. this Wild. is insane to have this. Like, I'm so jealous of one, what you guys get to do every day, <laughs> but just the city, like the signs and the t shirts and the jerseys, literally everywhere. Like, that is, that's what this is about and I can only hope and pray that someday that we're doing the same thing down in Arizona and you guys can come down there because by then maybe your window will be closed and I'll be opening and you'll be be looking for first round draft
1: picks. Well, PD, so I I went on trade places in 2032. I, uh, I went on your guys' show. Uh, I I think it was around a trade deadline a little bit before. Uh, I don't think you were on that day, but we talked about that, about how, you know, it feels so low for the Coyotes right now. But one of the things that the Avs have actually talked a lot about in the last week, uh, and Jared Bednar has spoken a lot about, is five years ago. They yeah, were coming off 48-point season. The point, eight point in franchise history. 48 wins. Yeah. For, or 48 points. 48 points. That's insane. It's insane. They won and 22 games. The Coyotes had 57 this
2: year, and it felt like an absolutely <clears throat> miserable season. Yeah. They had 57. Yeah. 48. 48, and
1: five you, years you later. You guys
4: actually got to have the one good month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Avs forgot that part. Yeah. The
1: Avs had one good night, and it was opening night, and people were like, plan the route. Plan like, the parade route through it's, town. It's funny
4: because we like like that team started out like nine and nine, and we had no idea that was as good as it was. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, the that it was going to be a, a struggle to get over ten. Mm. But but seriously, you know Jared Ben talked about that. It was five years ago, forty eight point season, and this year they hosted Game One of the Stanley yeah. Cup Final. Uh, and, and you know Arizona, they've got some sneaky little things there in the works. So yeah,
4: it's it's the it's the right approach. Yeah, if you're you know seven picks in the top was like 45 it ended yep. up being uh and it's it was kind of a tough break that the two first rounders ended yeah, up being great job carolina <laughs> and Colorado, but if but you guys win we get another one there you go only if kemper plays, plays half the half game. games wow.
1: which
2: she's over
4: he's, right? Already, he's, he's over played right played now yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> right now right now it's seven to six so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's oh, uh
1: but well yeah, no because he's got he's got the two losses so it's yeah. Well, nine he, to six.
4: he got pulled in the two games. So I guess he has those guys' games played.
1: Ooh, that will. That um, would be interesting really, little yeah. minutia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but even look
2: at the, at how the Avalanche were built, and we talked about this earlier. Yeah, I was going to say how long it takes. Yeah. You, you know, you McKinnon and Landeskog drafts to now. Yeah. Right. It's not a year or two. Yeah. So oh, even Coyote fans got a ways to wait.
4: I retweeted this uh, something that Grant McCagg sent me this morning about the the leading playoff goal scorers from the 2013 draft class and the top 10 guys, there's like six of them are on the abs. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, uh, I thought, it, I thought it was an interesting, it actually made me think of PHNX. Cause I thought, you know, it's, it's a great reminder that when you're doing this draft scouting, like this is just the start of the process yeah. yep. because even the guys that, you know, even the guys that the, the coyotes don't draft, there are going to be guys that they really liked. They keep that. They keep in mind. And if those guys become available down the road you know even as they develop or you know if things stall out and arizona's in a place to take on a reclamation project and give them ice time whatever like they'll go they'll refer back to that stuff like this is just the start of that relationship and how uh how teams evaluate those guys and put them kind of in their system in their in like kind of in their water supply mm-hmm. you know they put them on the draft board and then they just keep an eye on him. You know, they're not doing the work on him every day, but they're keeping an eye on him. And we've seen this time and time again with Colorado. We've heard Colorado really likes this guy. They, they circle really like back that a guy. lot. Yeah. And when those opportunities, like, they, they tried, like, three different times to get Brandon Saad. <laughs> and they finally found an opportunity. They go and they get him, you know, and it, can't keep him some of the realities of the sport yeah. there but, manson
1: was another guy they liked for a few years well right. and
4: and there's been a number of them you know they they really and you look at the 2013 draft and you look at okay well they did their homework more than anybody and they ended up with like half that first round on their roster at some point like yeah. some of those guys have come and gone already you know a guy like the was drafted in that first round and was a guy that they really really liked and uh jt Comper was a, was drafted and by Buffalo, but yep. was a the guy they targeted specifically in the O'Reilly deal, yep. and so it's you know how did they get built? This is part of it. Is it's not just the guys that you draft; it's what you do with the draft picks. It's the deals that you make uh, after that, and and turn some of those guys in because I guarantee you there will be somebody from the 22, 2022 draft class that ends up in Arizona that wasn't drafted yep. there, but that scouting process that they've done this year led them to that guy at some point and put them on that radar and we see it over and over and over in colorado how that guy ends up on their radar they like who they like they know what they they know what they're doing and it's i think it's easier for them to kind of trust their process right now because it's been so consistently proven over the last couple of years when they make those choices but it is interesting to go back to like the roots of how did this happen
1: So I want to ask you a question, actually, and and we're going to get into the the final and all that stuff, but (laughs) people are antsy. Yeah.
3: (laughs) We do long shows here now. (laughs) They go go well over an hour. So buckle in.
1: (laughs) So uh, one of the things that, again, I talked about with Craig um, was the identity piece. And I want to know from your perspective where you think the Coyotes are as an organization kind of uh, going down that road. Are they? still trying to figure out who they are, what they want to do, or do they have a clear direction? Cause that's something that Jared Bednar has talked about was even in that 48 point season, he said, as bad as the results were, that was really where, you know, the, this all started where, you know, they're in the cup final. It all started in that 48 point season with a lot of the stuff that we, even with locker room access that we didn't see that went on just in the, in the culture building and the way that people show up and go about their business and the types of players they decided they needed to target to get here. That all started in that 48 point season. And actually someone on Twitter pointed out to me that there's a lot of talk about the amount of penalties that the AVs draw. And everyone says, Oh, they're just the league's darling. They led the league in penalties drawn the 48 point season. So you started to see, some of that being implemented where do you think the coyotes are at with that and do they have something they say we're building towards this or is it just about assets you know
2: when you look at the colorado avalanche it's about size and speed which Mm -hmm. is a rare commodity when you can combine both of those things because you can look at florida who's a very fast hockey team they just don't have the size that the colorado avalanche do the Coyotes, are. their general manager came from St. Louis. That's the model they're looking for. They want big players. They want to be a tough team to play against, and you're going to see guys like Lawson, Krause. Colorado fans won't know, but that's kind of where they want yeah. to be. They're in the Central Division now, so if right. you're going to compete in the Central, you better have a little bit of weight to You Minnesota found that out, that they had to go get some because they didn't have it. Yeah. So yep. I, I think they're going to try to be a Central Division team that adds a little bit of weight and hopefully has a little bit of skill and speed to add to it. But right now, there's nobody that can play with Colorado in this division. And, and it's, yeah, you know, how much longer does that window stay open? We talk about <coughs> Stanley Cup windows all the time. And this window for Colorado has been open for years, and now they're there. So yeah. is it is it another two, three years? Is it four years? I, I don't know, but Coyotes has got a long – it's going to be eight, nine years before we're talking about the Coyotes as we are talking about Colorado today, for yep. sure.
1: Yeah. It's it's interesting. They're moved to the central. It's, it's, it's I forget about that sometimes. They're moved to the Central. It's a big deal, and I think you're right. It's going to change the way they have to look at the way they kind of put things together and, and the way they're trying to compete. Because uh, the Central, for years, was kind of like the the bloodbath yeah. of the NHL Thunderdome, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's come off that a little bit in the last couple of years, and the AVs have just kind of like I think separated themselves from yeah. that division with a pretty large gap. Well, it's like.
4: Colorado, and then it's like sort of St. Louis is still right in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's sort of still in do there. Do you see Dallas them on the rise, like, just, Do, do you, you see them Minnesota? on the rise? Minnesota. Uh, Not with those cat problems. I, like, I, I, I
1: think we're going to see them go the other way for a couple years. Uh, I,
4: I don't agree. I, I think they're going to continue to be competitive, but I really, really, really They'll like. They'll I really like Matt Boldy, and I really like Marco Rossi. Yeah. And I think that that's like, I think they could probably take a step back from 113 points yeah. or whatever. That's what I said. But like, well, I think, I think like a 106 point season is probably I, something that I, it, I just don't think it would be a huge surprise to me if they can find. I'd be a little surprised in the immediate three years from now, once they clear all this
3: dead cap, totally. But 100%. They, it's just going to be hard for yeah. them to build around those young guys. and mistakes.
1: And you're about to lose. Kevin Fiala, yeah. I doubt you're going to get another offensive season out of Goligoski like you just got. Like Ryan Hartman had a 30. Right. Everybody had a career right. year. You right, had seven just seven players with career yeah. points leads. You combine that with the players that they're going to lose, and just well, the cap uh, what, constraints they're in. What are you doing in net? Yeah, are they just net. living with Cam yeah. Talbot? <laughs> I,
2: I, I think, that was an issue this year. Yeah, 100%. Attending. But here, here's a question I have for Avs fans and you guys that know the Avs organization extremely well. When you get to where you are now, when you're in the Stanley Cup Finals, you have to sell your soul a little bit. You have to sell draft picks because you got to oh, yeah. get players in. you got to <sighs> sacrifice the future for the present. LA Kings did it. Desperately cleared out their cabinets to, to win the Cup. It worked, Yep. but it took them time and they had to drop. Vegas might have cleared the cupboards a little too early without getting to the Cup. So where is the future? And I, I know... You've got three wins from a cup, so I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But where's the future for Colorado? What what is the draft
4: situation? What are the prospects? Is there still It's not great, man? Yeah. Like we were talking a year ago, we were looking at Colorado's defense. Like this is like the model, they the have entire NHL. Dudes coming, the yeah. NHL, the whole league is dying to follow what Colorado's yeah. done. They've built a really good NHL defense. And then in the pipeline, you have Drew Hellison, you have Justin Barron, you have Sean Barron's, you know, in the NHL, you have Kale McCarr, Sam Gerard, you have Bowen and Byram. You're like, you got youth, you got you've got size, you've got skill, you've got skating. You're you're all over that. You've got everything yeah. that you want. You've got guys who are right-handed. Like this is the dream. And then you fast forward to today. Sam Gerard is hurt. Justin Barron is gone. <laughs> Drew Hellison is gone.
2: Connor Timmons.
4: Like gone. yeah, Connor Connor Timmons is also gone. Uh, like you're. I, I feel bad. I forgot about him, but. It's okay. We did too. I just, I, such, a, such a tough look. Like it's just really uh, like they paid, a, they paid the price. Right. And you know, Arturi Terry should be here for the foreseeable future. Yeah. He's an RFA. They absolutely love him. They're going to do what they have to do to get him here for, you know, four or five years. Uh, but it's, you know, Josh Manson, is Josh Manson sticking, sticking around. Because they can't go out and do Josh Manson again next year. Mm-hmm. They don't have Drew Hellison to give up again yep. next year. Uh, so it's it does it does come at a cost where they don't have a first or second round pick this year. And they will have a second round pick next year. And they have a second round pick three years from now. Like They've been spending second round picks over and over and over and over and over. And look, the returns on them have been great. You can't right. get upset about it. But there's there have been very few Ryan Graves for a second round pick to kind of replenish that. Uh, because you are you are focusing on the NHL talent, but it's your hope is that what you have is Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. you have Miko Ranton, you have Kale McCarr. We're seeing a star in the making here in Bowen Byram. You've got those guys where you're like, look they're they're young enough. it doesn't matter. So that, thats you're not you're not drafting anymore trying to find superstars. You can go out and you can find. Guys who are Edge solid pieces, players, yeah. the Burakovsky for a second and a third, yep. Devon Taves for two seconds. Like you, like there are always guys like that yeah. available for those. You're not looking of for the
3: picks. answer, you're just looking for it's, the extra pieces.
1: Exactly. I, I, I was going to say that those it,
4: superstars are in place and they're all in the right age bracket. That,
1: and that's that's one part I was going to touch on because I I don't know if I agree with the fact that it like it doesn't look good because I think part of the reason why they've been I, I, the no, pros, I know I know what you mean prospects. I know what you mean Yeah yeah I know what you mean. Um Part of the reason why I feel like they've been so comfortable and willing to do that is because of what AJ was just talking about there at the end. The age group that not just the core, but really the majority of the team is in, like, and the contracts are on. You're not mm. expecting a lot of those guys to go anywhere. Yeah. I think they'll, I think they'll hold on to Nichushkin. I think they'll do everything they can to keep him. I think Manson likes being here.
4: I, I think, can tell you I'm losing absolutely zero sleep over the initial – Yeah, oh, 100%. tweet the other day about Nichushka well, in Colorado you, you not being You and being I talked close. about
1: like, if, if you get together on your uh, negotiation the first time and you are close, someone didn't do their job yeah. on one of the sides. So, like, I think they keep him – I think Manson's the other one that if I had to put money on it right now, who sticks around? I think he likes it's it here. It's just
4: been such a good relationship that you yeah. wonder.
1: And and so I think they're just comfortable saying, we are young enough with our top nine and top four, and we're in a good window that we're comfortable and filling in along the, the fringes. Thing
3: is that I think really makes you feel better about it is yes the prospect pool it's definitely thinning but they have guys in the nhl already between alex newhook and a little bit further down the lineup someone like ben myers where ben myers is a great one you can see those replacements more or less ready to go and what they choose to do with newhook next year whatever we'll see but they have enough pieces there he's
4: he's in such an odd spot because the abs would not consider moving him at the deadline they got asked about him and they were like hell no but you know he's Playing six minutes in Game One of Stanley Cup Final. Oh, they,
3: it's
1: not. And he had like a thirty-point season. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right, he was well, a lineup regular, and the playoffs rolled around, and the guy was a healthy scratch.
1: The other thing too, and and this isn't like that big a deal, but he's had a phenomenal playoffs. They just plucked a guy like Logan O'Connor out of D U. Yeah. Yep. You know, like you didn't yep. have to use. Yep. You, well, that, this is that where the cost, Ben Myers thing comes in, right? Yeah. this is the
4: free NHL-ready guy that you're just like. Yeah, cost you nothing
1: other than other than the money, and so, you know. Tying it back to the Coyotes, like for them to get where the Avs are, and even Tampa, like they're going to need to find a couple guys outside of the draft, outside of some of those more obvious trades. And the Avs pro scouting I mean, doesn't get enough credit.
4: They've done a great job at this because where they failed beyond the first round is. Noticeable, this yeah. second round on. They don't have anybody to show for. Connor
3: Timmins was the first guy to really be a technical. Yeah. Second He's gonna rounder. be a player yeah. for the Coyotes
2: too. If he can if he can stay geez, healthy. man. But that's what you say when you look at when you look again at Colorado and what their core is, you can liken it to Tampa and what they had to do with their third line from a year ago. To this season, And why they're about to lose this series, and and that's a, that was a big piece. That was a big piece mm-hmm. of where the, how, what got them through the Cup Finals last yeah. year, and defensively and offensively, they lost them all three of them. So for Colorado, the bottom six guys, you're gonna have to replenish somehow. Yep. well, mm-hmm. and and look, look at
4: what Tampa Bay has paid. Yeah, they yeah. gave up two first-round first first. picks for, for, Hagel. for well, so two for first. they give up two firsts and a prospect they draft in the first round for. Blake Coleman and Barclay yeah. Goodrow. Those guys are now gone, gone, so they give up two firsts for Brandon Hagel, Hagel. alone. And it's like, That's look, tough. as long as you keep making Stanley Cup finals, it's good. Yeah. But you see Stamkos, you see Hedman, you yep. see those guys are all right there on that 30-year-old cutoff line. They're not getting and younger. When when you, you look at, look, there are 12 homegrown guys for the yeah. Lightning, 12 drafted homegrown guys yeah. from the Lightning on their roster. There are nine for the Avalanche. But you look at the ages of those guys, and you're like, "Look, this is the abs are the abs are where the lightning were in 2015 when they made that cup final." Yeah,
3: I mean, look, Tampa's already got two. Yeah, and and uh, McKinnon said it himself after Leckin and sent him to the cup final. He said, "I give up ten firsts for that guy." Yeah, yeah. When you get the opportunity, you have to go
2: for it. So completely agree and I think that that's where you talk about selling your future yeah hell yeah Yeah, as a fan as an employee as a coach as a player yeah sell the future HK who cares like let's go so I think I get it I just think where Colorado is with their core being so young and so talented and have so much left in the tank if you can keep that core you can always find I mean I hate to say it those pieces like Cadre you need a guy like Cadre on your team he helps his team he makes this team better this guy you might not keep. You might have to lose him. He he gone. So you'll have to find a way to replace that. Yep. And you know what?
0: Quadruple. <laughs> that's how that's
2: how that's how you get there year after year. So yeah. let's hope for Avs fans that you find keep the core, find the way. And by the way, you might need a goalie again next year. We'll see.
1: Again. Yeah, we'll see.
4: Yeah, it's it's the goalie good. thing remains. Like he's happy here, isn't he? Like if he if he runs well, a Stanley Cup here, like look, don't you if, if they do the thing, you just give them a check,
1: right? yeah well I, I, I would. think so I would I think so. Yeah. Well to me I, I, I actually I actually think it depends because like if he goes off for the rest of this series and like turns it up and suddenly plays it a st- and like straight outplays Vahalevsky, then I don't you're know good. if you can like I don't no, know if I you do. can afford I, it.
4: I think you do. I think at that point you're just like he answered our question. He's here. Just, he works. Sign the check. It, whatever depends, the on the yeah, it depends on what the dollar amount is. Depends
1: on what the dollar amount is because I do think keeping the core as intact as possible. If it's a if it's a if it's a dollar amount that's maybe a touch higher than to comfortable with, then I'm with you. Give him what you want. He got yeah, your I the mean, hump. if he's like, he I want
3: Bobrovsky's contract. You're like, yeah. Okay, then it's man, like, calm no. down. But <laughs> yeah,
2: take it easy. You're thanks. Like, All right, man. Yeah.
1: Good luck
3: in free agency.
4: Right. Getting that. Shit. <laughs> so,
2: as an outsider looking in. De grubauer last year yep. kemper this year you didn't make it last year you made it to the cup final this year is it because of the goalie or in spite of the goalie or does the goalie and take this kindly does it matter is, is my, i look at chicago blackhawks with with um antony emmy the winning the cup eh. Eh. worst goalie ever won the cup in tampa's not where they are without Vasilevsky. period full stop yeah kemper so, Franzosen wins six. Chris well, He won multiple. Games. Yes,
3: in the playoffs, hasn't. I mattered? stand by mm-hmm. Anthony. Not no, really. one eighty two It
4: did. But one, yeah. Fair. Regular season, it matters. Putting the Aves as the best team in the West. It absolutely matters, and that's fair. fair. Why yep. are they hosting Staying Game One in the Cup Final? Yep. Darcy Kemper was really, really <laughs> yep. good, and that's
2: fair. And I think even watching Game One, and I, I we had Darcy in in Arizona, so I've seen him play a lot. Mm-hmm. He's in my mind. He carries a number one goalie swagger. He's great in the room. He's a great teammate. Competes everything you want out of a goaltender. What you saw in game one was not Darcy Kemper at his best. We hadn't played in 15 days. Right. Yeah. So
4: this is a thing we did not mention on the post game pod that I yeah. lamented afterward, that when we talked about Darcy, we were critical. We said that he was good enough to get the, to win the game. Uh, and that he never gave up that fourth goal. Yep. Uh, and that like the momentum never got out of hand, but he also, he didn't play 15 days. Like, that's a big deal. That's Especially a for huge deal. A goalie. It's a much bigger deal for a goalie than it is a skater. Agreed. Yeah. And I think we can really start to see tomorrow what are we going to get out of right. Darcy Kemper in this series? And that's
2: going to drive the series for me. Like I, how 100%. he responds game two. If we see the same goal that we saw in game one, this series could go six or seven. If we see a guy that played like he did in spurts through one through 82.
1: This could go quick. Yeah. So we'll see. let me ask you, because like you said, you, you spent quick. a few years <laughs> watching him. Did you watch much of the St. Louis series? I did. St. Louis? Did he at any point, especially in the back half of that series, did it look to him like the injury was maybe starting to bother him and he just kind of battled through it? Because he seemed like he was struggling to track pucks, and that is when you can tell Darcy's dialed in, is when he's tracking pucks, he's sharp on his angles, he's aggressive. And he seemed to be missing some of that in that St. Louis series. And I just wonder. No, I
2: think so too. And I and you got to think he got hurt. He left twice, right, during the series. And yep. we've seen the injury Darcy Kemper before. He tries to battle through it, and some points he can't. Yep. And I, I know AJ on the last show brought up a really good point, uh, how he slid out so far on that first goal. And the yep. left pad is outside the post. When he's busy and he's sliding around a lot, he, he starts to get a little more concerned with yep. Darcy's play. When he's solid and he's tracking and he's standing still and the puck's just hitting him. In yep. the crest, you go, oh, shit. Now yep. he's dialed in. I,
1: I say it all the time. I mentioned it. These guys are probably sick of me, hear, hearing me say it, but like, I remember in that Arizona series, yeah. on TV, you were watching, you're like, there's nowhere to shoot when it, Colorado was playing Arizona. You're like, there is Before no net to shoot. Before games. he gave up 14 in two games? Before he gave up 14 in two games, those first couple games. Yeah. And, and, but you know, he just... I mean, like you could just see. It's like, you yeah. have to earn them. Yep. And it was the... The, what ended up being the Josh Manson save in uh, game six against St. Louis when yeah. Darcy's ju- and I was sitting there and I was like, there is something yeah. off here because yeah. that is when he, he recovered on the, on the pass across to Jordan Cairo. And then he made like the attempted windmill. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so outside of the norm for the way that he plays that I, I wasn't surprised when he left game one against Edmonton with an injury. I said, yeah, well, this looks like it's been bothering him. And the third goal that he
4: gave up in Edmonton, in, yeah. in where you're like, dude. That puck is at his feet and he yeah. can't, like, yes. Find okay. It. Yeah. I the was puck, to... the puck hits him. He doesn't know that it's dropped right next to his foot. And it's just, and you're like, have you ever seen this in the NHL before? Like, there's something seriously up here. So. And I'll, the last thing it's... I'll say on Darcy Camper, and I really
2: want your opinion, and I'm 100% serious, does he need to be great or does he just need to be good? Because for me,
4: he just needs to be good. Yeah. Yep. If
2: he's expected goals Look, above average is zero, he's, he's, you'll win the series. Yeah.
4: Guys, if the guy's great and they're giving up one goal a game, like this is if done, he's great, this you're is, this I, is I, done. Yeah, I, this parade is next Don Right, down. right, right. One week from today, that's what we're doing. We're partying. It's yeah, parade yep. day. Yeah. So
1: I think I think he needs to be good, and I think he needs to have one. That, Great game. like no, I it's fair. I think thing, it's gonna be tomorrow. Me,
3: I agree. It's kind of out of his hands. It, it's up to Vasilevsky. How good is Vasilevsky? And because Kemper doesn't have to match Vasilevsky, Mm-mm. but he has to be a certain pace with him yeah. going up the ladder. So, so
1: I guess let's. Are, were you gonna do reads? Uh, I was gonna do two things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, cause I wanna jump into a couple first, things. First,
3: the Avs' key pieces were mostly built through the draft. P D. Arizona have the third pick. Who do you want?
2: You guys might be disappointed. I've got Slavkovsky. He's got the big size on the wing. We need a centerman. Well, Logan Cooley, give me the skill. Thank you. Give me you. the, the speed. Give me a kid that can play and make a pass This is the and most score. frustrating thing Highly that happens in the centerman. entire
4: freaking NHL <laughs> is that teams, teams that are at the bottom of the league watch the teams at the top of it, and they go, God, how are they that fast? And then they get on draft floor, and they're like, I really want that six four guy yeah. who can't move quite as well as the guy that's 5'11 yep. but dictates the pace of every shift. It's like, look, if Slavkovsky is the guy that ends up at 3, you're thrilled. Yep. And he might. They, like, they don't have to make a choice. There's like three good players. Right, you're, one of them. you're thrilled. But if you have that choice there and you take the big guy and you take him over Logan Cooley, then three years down the line you yep. can't suddenly turn around and be like, You know, we could really use a pretty quick center around here. Like, give me a break. The way the teams do this, like, and this, this, like, obsession with trying to fix a problem at the NHL level right then. And it's just like, pick what you want. Because that's where they went wrong. It's where Arizona went wrong with the Barrett Hayton pick when they had Quinn Hughes sitting right there. You get too cute. You outsmart yourself and you do something dumb that costs your whole franchise. Well,
1: the the ultimate example now for abs fans is the Nathan McKinnon, Seth Jones thing. It was so easy to say, take Seth Jones. You have a problem on defense. He's big. He can skate. Just do that. They took the center that they thought could be a true number one center with game breaking speed, you know, skill, all that stuff. And, it, 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 I it's don't think there's anybody out, yeah. in the yeah. hockey world, <laughs> just anywhere, that would do that different. You know what I mean? With, with the different, you guys are sitting here talking about a Stanley
2: Cup. We've been talking about the draft for, <laughs> three, for nine months. We've been talking about the yeah. draft. Like, who's different world? You guys man. don't even have to show up till day two hour three <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, who knows who the hell yeah, you we guys did are the, we get. did this though yeah we've, yeah. Been, no, there. We, we've been there
4: we've been we we knew well,
2: we, when you're excited about the draft that sucks i Your literally bad. <laughs> in,
4: in 2017 i literally watched 50 games of kale mccarr to figure out if i liked him or not well do you yeah <laughs> i didn't at first because i was like are you kidding me he's a sub six foot defender tearing up the ajhl woo yeah. and then you watch him and you're like He's actually a freak, yeah. <laughs> he, he, is, he is in
2: this series right now, and I know he didn't get it. There's no credited shots on goal in game one. He, for me, was the best player on the ice. Like His ability to move the puck so, yeah. up the ice, yeah. to get out. Of th- the way the Colorado, they surprised me the, how well this team defends and how well oh. they defend the slot and the house was absolutely dynamic. You didn't see Stamkos getting a shot from the hash marks. Didn't happen. Yep. Uh, Kucherov couldn't get onto the inside. This team defends not only in the defensive zone, but off the rush incredibly well. And I don't think they get enough credit for that.
1: I, I agree hundred percent. And there was actually, I think it was, they
4: absolutely don't get enough credit yeah, for how yeah, good yeah, they are. Yeah. I agree with uh,
1: that. I think it was game two against Edmonton. There was a shift where, cause you just talked about defending the house in the middle of the ice McDavid. And I noticed he did it like three or four times against Calgary where he, you know, he starts doing the laps and he kind of draws everyone in and then he just throws a pass to someone wide open, backdoor, tap-in. There was one shift in particular where McDavid did three and a half or four full revolutions just waiting to draw people out of position and nobody did. Well, it was perfect because they... I know what you're...
4: I remember what you're talking yeah. about and all it was was just their handoff coverage. Yeah. It was yep. phenomenal. Yep. Yep. It, it, that's all it was, yep. was they just... okay? They handled speed you take better it, than any team. You in the take league. it. You take... Well, and this is where... They built around the concept of speed, mm-hmm. and Sakik said, "I want a team that's good. I want a team that's fast. I want a team that's fun to watch." And watching a team that plays with that pace, and then he goes and he gets a head coach that takes the Lake Erie Monsters, full of a bunch of really good young players, including a really good young defenseman in Zach Wierenski, and they play with pace. They they play with skill, and they give him that job. And they just said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna." We're going to do better by you and giving you talent to work with uh, after the 48-point disaster. When they, I mean, you could have fired a guy after 60 losses. Everybody would have understood. But it's it's definitely interesting to to see how that organizational philosophy started to align from the very top and how it all worked going down and how they all ended up in sync. And when it works, it just feels so obvious and so easy. But you see so many organizations have – you know you've got your one guy at the you've got your one guy at the top that's making the decisions but then you have your head coach who wants to do something maybe a little bit different and then you've got the rest of your personnel which maybe it doesn't totally align with all of that i mean that's and, how you end up with like a keith Yandel being scratched in philadelphia well, i was going to use philadelphia yeah. actually as my example because you look at that roster and you're like there's way too much talent yep. to for that roster yeah. to be that yep. bad there's way too much talent for Montreal to be as bad as they were this year. Yep. And when, when St. Louis got there, it, it, they, they weren't anymore playing in hockey. Wow. Even, even with the issues that they had in net, uh, it's totally different. Right. But you see, and where Colorado has, has done a great job. And frankly, Tampa Bay kind of set the model for this kind of, kind of figured it out. First is first. I guess they did it best most recently. <laughs> uh, is is that they they figured out who they were, what they would, and, and then they they correctly assessed what they needed. Yep. You know, you look at how the where the Rangers are, and how they've gone through their rebuild. But you look at what they did over the summer last year. How much better did they get, with a bunch of guys that got crushed at five v five in their most recent postseason series? We are like. How much how much help did those guys really give them, and how much of this is their superstar players just dragged the rest of that roster, mm-hmm. and where Drury goes from here we'll decide. Do they advance further? Do they get back there? Because they they caught breaks to get where they got to, or do they pull an Edmonton, assess incorrectly, and build the wrong way, and end up going sideways for a number of years. So I I just wonder. You know, it's 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 a wonder when you watch how how hard it is to build and be on the same page from an organizational standpoint, all the way down where Arizona is right now is easy. We yeah. just need talent. Getting last is easy, by the way, like <laughs> <I> could, <Yeah. laughs> the four of us could manage
2: this team into last. <laughs> it's what happens next. And that's when you bring up Colorado, what they've done and the synergy they have from top to bottom. And I I've said this on our show uh, that I wouldn't have been surprised if Benner got fired last year after his mm-hmm. exit in the second round, and I said this year in the preseason, I said, I know they resigned him. and I know he's got an extension, but I said, you watch. If they don't get through the first round, if they get bounced in the first round, don't be surprised if they make it. My yeah. point is, yeah. you're Especially able in to this sustain this. Market. Good Lord. Exactly. You're able to sustain this because you don't change path midway. And there's so many teams that either change the general matter, change a mm-hmm. coach, change, oh, we're going to be big. No, we're going to be fast. No, no, we're going to. Do- if you keep changing, you never achieve what you're yep. trying to become. Vegas. Well, exactly. What are What are you? I, and I think Arizona's done that over and over again. They changed, We'll rebuild. Sure. No, let's get Taylor Hall and Phil Castle. They Kessel. never stuck yeah, to yeah. the process. That's yeah. not a rebuild. Yeah. Taylor right. Hall and Phil Castle, That's not a rebuild. So stick to the plan. And I like Arizona sticking to the plan now. I hope that gets them to the promised land. But same thing as Colorado. You stuck to the plan, and you. I, I thought I'm surprised Bednar made it through to this, and now he's. Yeah. Well,
1: maybe the parade. Well, well and, and look at Tampa. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't blow it up. Swept yep. by Columbus, and everybody on the outside said That's they're going to blow it up. They're going to tear it down. And when Julian Breezeball and John Cooper were talking uh, on media day before the final started, Julian Breezeball said, "To be honest, that was never a conversation that like happened. Even, you know, I know he's sitting right next to John Cooper, <laughs> but he's, he, but you know, he seemed pretty sincere. He was like." For our upper management, that was really never a yeah. conversation of blow it up. He's like, we had. He said it was a rough week. It was a rough week after we got swept, and you have some conversations of like, well, do we need to start going down any of these roads? But he said, to a man, everyone said, no. We we just need to. Stick to our process. we just had a historic regular season. Going to
4: say, if you blow up your roster after a sixty-win right, season, right? That's My tough gosh, gosh. And, it's a and, tough look.
1: You know, I don't remember exactly what he said, but you, you know, he essentially said there was a couple things that we said we need to change. We need to get better here. We need to, uh, you know, improve our preparation, whatever, whatever. But they've stuck with it, and because they stuck with it, two straight cups, three straight finals. I also think this is a a
4: great learning like learn a teachable moment for other organizations of being able to correctly assess what's wrong with you, like where you're falling short and not. And the NHL is so funny because from the outside, you see certain teams, they make the Milan Lucic, Zach Cassian kind of mistakes (laughs) over and over and over where they're like, we need to get tougher. We need to get harder to play against. And it's like, you know, what's really hard to play against a team that has the puck all goddamn game. Look at, And where Colorado did, I think, a great job is Val Nachushkin or Turi Lekanen. Yep. They went and they got guys that are absolute puck hounds, but they fit the other aspects of what Colorado wants to be. They don't stick out like a sore thumb where you're like, how does Zach Cassian fit with right. Leon Draisaitl and yeah. Connor there, McDavid? How does Milan Lucic fit with this? There's a level of physicality
3: there, but there's also a level of hockey talent. And those dudes aren't putting themselves in the penalty box yeah. 10 minutes a night. right? And so it, it, there is a certain level of skill that is required, even if you're saying, hey, we need to get bigger, which can be true. You can't get bigger for the sake of your team's ability to play hockey
1: nico Sturm, he's playing six minutes right now he's been in and out of the lineup for the playoffs but he actually had one of my favorite lines in his first uh availability after the trade deadline when he got here because someone asked him uh joe sack said that he wanted to go out and get you to make the team harder to play against how do you feel you do that and he said i feel like i'm hard to play against not because i'm gonna put you through the glass and into the third row but i'm fast on pucks I, I, I like to play in the corners, and I go to the net hard. Like, you know, he said, I'm hard to play against in other ways. You don't have to be Milan Lucci, Jack Cassian, skating 180 feet to lay a hit behind the net that you mm. get kind of half the guy on. That doesn't make you hard to play against. But
2: is that in this series? Like, you come to look at you, last year's, there was Truba in, in New York. That you go, okay, he's...
4: Sure was in game one. Yeah, he
2: can hurt people, and he did in yep. the series. In this series, is the, is there that element like on either side of the puck?
4: I mean, they traded some pretty big hits and
1: yeah, first it was physical. Yeah. It was
2: it was absolutely physical, and it was, a, it was a big boy really game. A whole it lot of
1: dirtiness. I, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really think like, yeah. so. I, mean, well, I don't think hit. there's.
4: I don't think there's a lot of chasing. Yeah. The physicality to right. to, to, to like they, they to, be, to be fake big, right? Yeah. Like, right. like Like what Barbashev's hit on Gerard was. Uh, mm. A guy that just went to smoke Jumps another guy feet, in yeah, a in a like it. in a vulnerable position. Right. It's a legal hit, but it was a guy chasing something. I, see, I didn't I, like that. I, that trying hit. to trying to get the crowd fired up and this yep. and yeah. that and all. I that. put it, this in my article. It's, the... it's it, it just wasn't it, it. just wasn't like a guy playing. But hockey. I don't
2: think you'll see that here. I I, I mean maybe I maybe I I'm wrong. No, no I'm, I'm. It's I'm hard. It's physical. It's got what you want as a hockey fan, but I don't see guys. We're not out there hurt you. As we're drifting back
3: into the avs bolts conversation. Uh, I'm just punting on ad reads for tomorrow. We'll just do them on Saturday.
4: Yeah, we're, done, uh, we're doing six shows this week. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> uh, those, oh, wow, look at that. Before, <laughs> those dudes those dudes paid for five. We're yeah. good. Be- next step. <laughs> before, <laughs> <laughs>
3: before we uh, break down all of the the games itself, Jesse, I know you have the news today from from practice and cadre and, and cogliano that right. everyone wants to hear.
4: So. Cogliano, another great example. Yeah. 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 Guy that is a guy that just fits what you fits. do. But brought an element that you needed, and he yeah.
2: was and, and along his path too. He's the guy that's had to be a bigger, play a
4: bigger role along his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, he doesn't have to play a big role at all. Like no. he's just another guy. He's gonna go out with a broken hand because they don't care if he scores. Yeah, he's a goal another or guy, or not. just go out there and play. Do yeah. what you do, and just do it for you know. Your... And
1: <laughs> he's done it exceptionally well. That's yeah. the other thing, where the they know I, I'm a huge fan of Jared Bednar. I think he's a phenomenal coach, and I think he's just a great leader you know, go talk to any business owner manager in the world. And now everyone's looking for guys like Jared Bednar and the way that they communicate. Everyone in business is looking for people like him, but he allows guys like Andrew Cogliano to be effective in the way that they are most effective. Every player talks about that. He has us playing within our structure, but he really gives everyone the freedom to lean into their strengths and to do what they do best. And Kale McCarr, Jump up into the play. If you feel that the best play is to is to jump up and, and leave your post uh, and, and, and get involved in the play, then that's what we want you doing. We trust that our process and our system will take care of it. And Cogliano, I think, is a great example of that. He, he's able to do what he needs to do. Going
3: to immediately sidetrack us here. Perfect. But I think a great litmus test that Avs fans have gotten to experience for not currently but for a long time. And we saw it when he went to Toronto. And and he's been better in Edmonton. But if you let a guy play his way, Tyson Berry will give you everything. Yeah. If you try and rein in that horse.
4: This is, this is such a good point.
3: He, You're going to get nothing out of him. Because yeah. Yeah.
4: that first year that Bednar had Tyson yeah. Berry, he put the chains on him and tried to make him a certain and kind of guy. it didn't work. He figured out, okay, I'm going to have to live with Tyson Berry being who just he is. getting yeah. lit up yeah. in his own zone. And that's okay. Yep. But right. I've got to take the reins off and I've got to let him go. Right. And then when he left Colorado, he got coaches that did, did what Bedner did and said, uh, I want to make this guy into a defenseman. Yeah, And I want to take away the puck moving and all that. Do you guys notice him at all in the Edmonton series? No. no not at all. At I think he all? finished kept the waiting postseason and, with five points. Dude, I just kept waiting and waiting. And I'm like, this guy was aces in Colorado. <laughs> There's a reason that a team looked at him and said, "Yeah, all right, Nazem Kadri, okay, we'll do that." Like the guy, his last year in Denver, he was so good. Yeah. Now I know I know what his underlings look like, but when you just watch him move pucks and drive play the way that he did that last year, it was it was great, and that's where I think uh, I think with with Jared Bednar, I don't think it's a coincidence that. Player after player, after player after player after player has shown up to Colorado and had either a career year mm. or pushed it. Or, you know, in the case of a guy like Cogliano, got here and was like, oh, I fit in with this. I can do yeah. okay." Manson. Great.
1: Josh Manson is new great example. Josh Manson is a totally He's been a huge pickup.
4: Josh huge. Manson has been – the way that he has jumped into the play and the way that he has gone after the offense – when it's uh, this, was seriously, he's a 15 point a year guy. This was yeah. not a guy it's that contagious
2: that here, though, isn't it? he? He yeah. never like, did yeah. that. The guy next to me is doing it. The guy on the bench next to me is doing it. I, shit, I'm going to do it. The <laughs> only
4: guy that's not doing it, and this is not a complaint. Yeah, don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> this is not a complaint. Keep doing your thing over there, JJ. But yeah. Jack Johnson knows. Yeah, he knows who know. he is. He yeah. knows. Yeah, and we saw at the end of uh, the last time that we saw Ryan Murray when he was playing really, really well. That's what he was doing more yes. of. Is he was engaging offensively. He was flying up there. I don't. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the uh, Quest for the Cup stuff. A little bit. I caught up on it this morning because the new screener episode got emailed to the media. And mm-hmm. P.S. The most recent one is is entirely about Tampa Bay Rangers. Mm-hmm. I, oh, really? I don't think Colorado got mentioned the whole time. <laughs> East Coast bias. And so, I, I mean, it's like a 30 minute episode, and it was all about the last week, right? Yeah. And so it was like, well, the abs were sitting at home. So home. I wasn't surprised, but I did watch it. It was kind <laughs> of like, you want to talk about uh, an interesting moment? John Cooper's conversation with Barclay Goodreau during the handshake line? That was tough. Really? Yeah. That that's a guy. He was like, "Come back to me." <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I gotta go watch it. Yeah, it's that part of it was interesting. The rest of it was pretty much Tampa Bay just stomping. Uh, but it was I was watching that and I thought it was interesting. Uh, talk about Bednar because uh, watching the first episode of it, going back to the elimination game in Nashville, Game Four, it was two-two going into the third, and. Bednar was like, "We had a great checking period. We were awesome that period. If you guys just keep doing your thing, we'll win this game and we'll get out of here." It's two-two going into the third, and you're like, "He's just like, I'm thrilled. You guys are playing great." <laughs> yeah, and you also they, then they cut to the game action, and you hear him yelling at Taves and Makar, and he's like, "Attack! Get up yeah. the ice! Attack! Attack!" And it's just the way that the way that he gets this defense it's, to play. It's it's both fun to watch. But it's also like the uh, other teams have not figured is, it out yet.
3: Is there a little something there
4: where Bednar's like, "I'm gonna teach his defensemen how to play the way I never could"? <laughs> um, I think. So. I mean, we saw uh, this was like a theory of mine. When yeah. Gary Kubiak was coaching the Broncos, <laughs> uh, and when he gave Trevor Simeon the job, where he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do for this guy what nobody I ever never did got, for me." Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there's like some of that, but with Bednar, I just think uh, between Bednar and Pratt, what we've seen is a couple of guys that know how to coach up defense, know how to develop defensemen. Yep. Cause those guys have all been really They've been really good in their Colorado tenure. They've gotten the best out of some guys that when they go elsewhere, don't look so good.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Should we talk a little bit about what happened today? Yep. So, some so good news. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so uh, down at practice today, uh, Nazem Kadri skated before the team actually got on the ice, uh, with a stick, kind of the same as what the videos that were kind of floating around there yesterday, light puck work, couple, maybe a little, like kind of chip towards the net. Nothing really crazy. Didn't see Cogliano out there. And at first I was like, Ooh, man, maybe, you know, maybe he's feeling a little bit today. Came out with the main group, full, full participant. I put a couple videos out there shooting the puck going to the net, tipping pucks in front, uh, you know, like engaging defensively and stuff. Um, Bednar kind of gave the same treatment that Cooper gave to Braden point where it's a, well, we're going to wait to see how he feels tomorrow. Uh, But based on what I saw today, it looks like Cogliano at bare minimum is an option for tomorrow. And right now it's kind of tracking with what we've talked about. Kadri, I think we'll kind of start getting that same treatment for game three. So that's as positive as you can hope for, given those two injuries and kind of what you were looking at. Thumbs we are thought more we were important
3: than fingers. Confirmed.
1: Thumbs <laughs> are more important than fingers. Yep. <laughs> and I I do know that Cogliano's was on his bottom hand. Okay. Cadri's is on his top yep. hand. Yep. Um. So I don't know. Do you have any thought? Uh, top. I, we've been talking <laughs> yeah, just, about, about this ever. I top talk hand, about these guys
2: hand. if if they're well, yeah. The top it make top is way more important yeah that's what I way because yeah. gives you all the control of it's your everything stick. yeah but I'm just wondering and I said this before this series started was Braden Point going to play was Kadri going to play because I wanted to see as a hockey fan who has yep. no rooting interest in this series I want to see best on best I want to see the best Colorado Avalanche they can put on the ice and I want to see the best Tampa Bay Lightning like, let's, let's see like, who yeah. is the best Cadre helps this team. I mean, it's not a secret. Like He just plays a little different than any other guy in the roster. The way he he can be a pain in the ass around the net. Like around the blue paint, he's dangerous. Like he's Mm -hmm. really, really good. He can add to the offense, but he also can bring an element that they don't have right now. So I really want to see him get back in the series. And I think if you add him in, now you're looking at game three and four, when you might need a little boost. Because these series, they get hard and they get long. And you want to manufacture some emotion. okay? well, Nazeem back. Okay, that gives us a boost in the lineup, in the locker room. Okay, we're playing for something else today than we did yesterday. So maybe that helps us get over today. And then we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow. So I I hope by game three or four he's in the lineup. I I, I don't know if he's just getting onto a stick in in the last 24 hours. It might be a bit yet. I I, I said this the other day, but I'd be shocked if he doesn't play game four. Three, we'll see. Four,
3: I bet he's in. I agree. And
2: then it's going to be hard because then you're – let's just say – Devil's advocate, you're Tampa, and now it's Colorado. Let's say two-one going into four. Just sure. instead of yep. three, it's two-one, and now you're going oh, shit. We've given them everything we got, and now they're adding this. Now what? Yep. Like it's 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 so emotional and mental from here on out. Like even you're trying to get by Vasilevsky, you don't think they got in the Rangers' head by game three, four, five. You're like, well, what are we gonna do we got to do? Right? How are we going to beat them? So these little emotional, mental games you play as these series get longer and longer, and that just plays. Adding him if you're already winning the series plays into the avalanche favor
1: well and and the other thing that once you start getting into that territory because i completely agree with you that's when the the historically the conversation of the the time off the rest starts to catch up in a positive way with the team that got the rest it's everyone has talked about the beginning of a series Mm -hmm. usually favors the team that just Played. Just came off playing. John
4: Cooper talks about this in the
1: Oh, does he? <laughs> again. He's like, those guys are tired. Yeah.
4: We're rested. We're good to go. Right. They're and all falling it off. Worked.
2: And that way it was.
4: Watching that series
2: very closely, yeah. that's exactly what happened. Yep. And the Rangers, you watch them in game six. Like, totally oh, shit, they're tired. Yep, Totally fine And the Avs, we were expecting, and I said this before game one, I said, well, if anybody's going to start slow, it's going to be the Avs. Yep. And guess what? They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Because, and what advantage they have? Colorado, that's their game. Like, jump on the ice and oh, go. Yeah. Yep. They would we're skate not think, you into the ground, absolutely. We'd skate. Yep. So jump on the board and skate. So, so I think that made it a little easier for him the rest. Um, but you're right. By game, if there is a four, five, six, seven, the pendulum swings back to the avalanche mm-hmm. again. I think
1: that rest does matter. And then if you start getting Kadri in right, as a yeah. boost, and that's where, again, I know people are clamoring for more new hook, but like, that's where I really do think a guy like that is a weapon... And he was earlier in the playoffs where suddenly you got halfway through that second round series. Both teams are whew, starting to feel the mileage a bit. You got to plug in a completely fresh Alex Newhook who has some skill, has some upside. And those are the guys, you know, I, I think about the, the name that everyone around here hates. Yoel Kiviranta gets put in in game seven in the bubble. It was his first game of the playoffs and he scores a hat trick. And no one's even, you know, no one hears about Yoel Kibiranta now. Ever again. You, you know? get you get those, like you said, just those small little mental games where you get to plug in a little bit of that fresh, a little bit of that has the extra jump, and you start feeling the benefits of that, you know, rest and recovery. I want to ask you, I tweeted out about it as I was re-watching game one. Everyone has talked about, through all three rounds, and I think we talked about this on yesterday's show, Oh well, this team's gonna try to contain the abs' speed. Oh well, this team's gonna have a great chance to slow the abs down a bit. Teams struggle with that. The abs don't just play fast off the rush. They're fast in the forecheck. They're fast in their own zone on defense, and they're fast away from the puck. Is that something that you see, and is that something that you saw maybe in game one give Tampa a little bit of trouble? The biggest thing with Tampa and
2: their biggest concern and issue in game one for me was their turnovers. Mm -hmm. They weren't, and I think you attribute that to the speed. It started right behind their own net. They just were unable to get So what they're going to have to do from a coaching perspective, you're going to have to learn to live for another day sometimes. You're going to have to use the glass. You're going to have to use the wall and just, you know what? Let's get the puck out and we'll deal with this again, and we'll try again. Because I don't think they were, I don't want to say prepared for the speed, but when you look at the Rangers series, it was really just the kid line that was able to put an effective four check on against Tampa. They weren't accustomed to dealing with the speed over and over again, so they, they panicked. I don't want to say panic, it's not a right word for a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Right, right, right. But they gave up the puck way too much. And between the blue lines, it was ridiculous how much they turned the puck over. Yep. And I don't know if they wanted to try to hold on and possess the puck across the blue line, don't. <laughs> like, don't. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Colorado was way too good at the blue line. So, if again, if I'm Cooper, I'm saying let's get the puck in. Let's make sure we make a, a little contact on Byram, a little contact on car. Every time we get on the ice in game two, game three, game four, make sure they feel us not through the glass, yeah. just bump them and make them get the puck from behind the goal line. Do it game after game. They have to maintain and manage the puck better against Colorado. They have to. Or they yeah. will not win this year is because the transition game off of turnovers, it's not even close. Right. They yeah. can't keep up. And you can't have that that, you know, we talk about a one one three or a one three one at the neutral zone for Tampa, similar to Colorado. You can't get there if you're chasing the puck the other way right. trying to back check. And that's why you see the outnumbered rushes going the other way. So they're gonna have to manage the puck much better. For Colorado, literally it's just more of the same. Just do yeah. what you did, live on your speed, and defend like a bastard because they yeah. did. Like, you watch that blue line battle between a Tampa team that's known for being building the wall at the blue line. They just didn't. Well, they like, gave up the blue line they, so Byram, much on this. Byram backed them off. I know. Yeah. I mean, I like Bo Byron, but, like, attack Bo Byram. Like, you <laughs> right, can, you can right. stand yeah, up it. on Bo Ryram, yeah. right? Go for it. Well, he'll dish it off. <laughs> he would have <dished> it off. <laughs> oh, I'm either. telling
4: you, go for but, it. But to, he
2: backed off three players. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a one-on-three virtually yeah. on the goal. He backs everybody off the line, like. Well, and then he gives Miko yeah. what twenty feet you know, to walk just in, the, right? The he point leader for off. the
3: Avs this year is given twenty feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but that doesn't happen in the other series. Tampa was able to to maintain and possess the blue line, and they just couldn't against the speed. I don't. Know if this, this is
4: the side effect of the speed, though. Is it is the respect for it yes. is is them backing off. Yep, so hundred percent, you have to make a decision. Yep. You can either try and stand a guy up at the blue line, you know. You could try and cut off that speed right there. And if it works, it's going the other way, and you're living clean. If it doesn't work, they're in behind you for yes. a very, very good score. So, so right, or you back off and you say, okay, we're going to try and let this guy beat us through our structure, and their structure is what has gotten them there. Hundred percent. It's what it, it's what worked against Florida, where they just they they sat back. Yep. They said, hey, we're going to let you guys run right into the teeth of our defense, and then we're just going to capitalize going the other yep. way. And against the Rangers, they didn't have to do as much of that because the Rangers suck. And they just don't have the talent, the talent yeah. all the way down the lineup to continue wave after wave yeah. after wave doing it. Like they made the Eastern Conference finals. I'm talking relatively here. Right. Like Rangers aren't like a, like a bad hockey team, but they don't have the forward depth to keep doing it over and over. You don't have to respect them in that way. Yeah. That's where the kid line was so effective, right. is because they were moving in a way that the other lines just don't really. <laughs> and then Colorado, it's the whole damn team. And then you add in the fact that they're defensemen. It's, you're talking about Bo Byram backing them off? Yeah. It's because Bo Byram's got the puck and he's attacking. The whole team is going to come at you except Jack Johnson. And
1: hey, that's where... That's we all where saw that goal in the opening you, game.
4: You, yeah. We're <laughs> now 90-some-odd <90 laughs> games away from that now. So <laughs> well, it just means it's time, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, so, it means he's
1: due. But part
4: of
3: <laughs> what was so impressive about Game 1 from the Avs for me is not only were they good at the blue line, they were extremely good at defending in their own zone. They really didn't give Tampa very much outside of the one mistake from EJ on the Nick Paul yeah. goal, mm-hmm. and then the all-world play from Kucherov
4: where you tip your cap and go, that dude just beat yeah. you. I'll give them that goal every game. Yeah. So, I, will, I will give them the goal that they earn with a incredibly high-level play yeah. like that every single game. But you game. saw
2: in the in the Rangers series how Kucherov was getting a lot of chances, just wasn't scoring. Yeah. Like I'm talking 3-4 a game, like, oh, gee, like great A's, but it was Shesterkin. He didn't get those in game one. Like right. Tampa didn't have those scoring right. chances. Right, exactly. They, they, Shesterkin, that's a four-game series if not for Shesterkin. Sorry. It's it, yep. it just, just is. the truth, yeah. And this, they didn't get those same scoring chances that they got consistently against the Rangers. And you talk about them against Florida. If you go back and rewatch that series, that was boring as hell. Yeah. Because they would dump the puck in, and they didn't four-check two. They 4 one. Okay. You guys, floor come at us. Yeah. We'll wait till you you'll tire yourself out. Just keep running into our wall, and we'll eventually win. Yep. And that's what happened. They can't do that against. You cannot do that 100%. against Colorado. You're gonna have to at some point. They're gonna have to take a chance. Yep. They're gonna have to push and, back, and, and, yep. Yeah. They're gonna have to. And if, whether it gives up two on os, two on ones, three on ones the other way, at some point they might get pushed to that brink where they're just going to have to. We got to try. We got
1: to yeah. try something. So, so two things. One, Kale McCarr today. Someone asked because uh, him and Taves spoke together. And someone asked him. they did. What well, yeah. yeah. They dude, they seem to have like a a real it's not chemistry." Fair that you have both of those. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna find yeah.
4: out that Kale McCarr's been living in Devontae's basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Bedroom for yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has yeah. like a
1: he's like it's like a crib in the corner yeah. that Kale McCar sleeps in. Uh, the baby's but, room? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
4: Devontae's named his dog Riggins after Tim Riggins. And if he wasn't already my favorite human, he really
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so and someone asked, can you guys just kind of walk us through? You know, that's a great play. What you know, what happened there, and McCarr, like he talked about that play. He's like, look, it's a great play, but he called out like three or four different points where he's like, this is where we made a mistake. We had bad gap uh, control when they first entered the zone, and because we weren't gapped up right when they switched, we would normally switch and stay with our guy, but we weren't gapped up right, so we didn't. We didn't switch. Here's then. I knew Kutrov was going backdoor all day long, and I just he was, I got I got lazy and I got beat to the front of the net. That's on me. I didn't tie up a stick. Like, it's an all-world play. Everyone's completely fine with that. But Kale McCarr is saying, like, no. I can think of four different areas in that play where we should have busted that up. And and it's just. Kale McCarr says it, and it's fine. I say it. And I'm a fucking hater. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: are right, though. It's his guy. Sorry. Right. It's his oh, guy. For
2: sure. But but for me, if a guy like that, at his age, he's still a young guy, takes the accountability like that on that big of a stage, that means a lot to me. Because I've been in locker rooms where guys go, wasn't my guy, it was his guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, And that, that, to me, that shows a lot as a leader of a team and, and the camaraderie that this group has right now.
1: He Right after the goal, I don't know if they showed it on TV, right after the goal, he skated up to Kemper and he told him, that was my bad, and gave him a tap on the pads and like, that one's on me. Kemper's like, yeah, and it goes on go- it goes on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 doesn't yeah. Do <laughs> me good, man. Uh, and then to hear him own up, like it, you know, own up to it today, and just hear him kind of break that down. I just thought it was interesting. And then I just wanted to go back real fast to the Bo Byram backing them off. So I actually I have a video that just went onto our YouTube channel. I'm going to go pump it out after we get done with the show here, um, but go check it out. I'm just kind of breaking down little plays, small things they did, and the video actually kicks off with uh, a rush by Josh Manson and a rush by Devon Taves. Uh, in game one, I believe it was against Edmonton, uh, where it's it's an identical play. Taves scores, Manson didn't. But it's the same thing that Byram did, just on the opposite side of the ice. The Oilers chose to try to step up and stop that at the blue line. Manson dumps it off right through the D, gets the puck back, nice stop. Taves does it just a couple minutes later. And he scores where they tried to stop him at the blue line. They tried to hold it up. Taves kept going. And that's just where they have an element that a lot of teams don't and are struggling to figure out. Most teams defense just don't activate like that. They also stop up at the blue line and try to you know drop it off to a forward, get it deep, let the forwards chase it. Gavz are not afraid to go right to the net. And it just it causes a lot of unique problems. And I think you saw it you know, kind well, of bear the fruit there on that Byron play. They backed up with Byram to not give him that rush through. And you gave Miko a lot of space. Yeah. There's a weird like balancing act that teams it's, are trying to figure out with how to defend it's them. It's another off the rush.
3: area where I think into it. the abs just wear teams <laughs> out too, because it's not just Byram. It's not just McCart. It's not just Taves. Go watch game one. And there'll be multiple shifts where you're like, Eric Johnson is Eric below Johnson. Tampa's goal line yeah, yeah. Right. right now. He was like two minutes the first right. period.
2: and I was like I was watching the game and he was he was like Can you wait people that was on purpose to show them the YouTube channel yeah. you are, like,
3: you're
2: scrolling the web, That's that's our YouTube <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, channel. Yeah, that's yeah, our yeah. YouTube She's channel. She's showing fam. you the video Jesse was talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. It was called yeah. <laughs> Can you <scroll> the web? <laughs> <laughs> Allie's just trying to find some like dope background videos for when she goes home later. Yeah. No, yeah, so intricacies of winning the West, that's, uh, yeah, go watch it. It's I don't know how long it even came out to uh, when it was all said and done. 56 minutes? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, all uh, right, so go lunch. watch
4: this documentary about yeah. how the abs won. Yeah,
1: hey, well, you got all kinds of time. I mean, Rudo pulled all the clips for it. I'm sure you were like, is this guy for real asking me to pull all of these right it's now? A, the, the goals are easy. The other ones that you're asking for, I those know. take a little I bit I know, I'm sorry. I tried my hardest. <laughs> but so the reason I actually asked you two nights ago or whatever for the first goal was because of how similar of a play it was to the first two clips on that video. And that's where all of this is going. Is it, It's it's so funny just because you see the abs do it and just the defense activating the way they do. It really does seem teams are trying different things and the abs are finding ways to just expose different areas of the ice regardless of what it is that, that teams all are right. giving you.
3: You have to change the title of the video to what Billy said. So all the small things of winning <laughs> the West. Can I ask so
2: you, I, can I ask this? And I'm sincere again. I'm, what the what's with that song? Like I don't get it. I don't, I'm not <laughs> from here. Don't live here. Love it. No. I love take, everybody take, sings it. Boom no, take so it happened, it's
4: really started at the uh, Stadium Series game at Air Force against LA, okay. where uh, he played the song on the entire he stopped playing it. The whole crowd just kept singing it. I love the song. And I'm he a big was big, like, guy, "This is all super in. cool. And, and it just stuck. And it, and so he decided to do it again later on in a third period when the abs had the lead. And then that became the thing. It, that was the thing. It, 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 it the now crowd, the fan. crowd attached to it. And then abs fans like immediately like, were, like this is so cool. And people were taking video of it. And then it became a per very purposeful. Right. Well, I,
3: I assume it's fairly similar across hockey, but certainly abs fandom has always had a very big vibe into the Pop punk scene Whatever you want to call Blink's genre And so it just kind of Worked out that It was a song that just
4: Every Az fan knows yeah, yeah like our generation every Everybody yeah. knows Blink-182 so right So
1: I do have to put this out there Because this was actually And now that it's out there And I just This is a video series I was Thinking about starting Or wanting to start for next year Or we just took a look At these little plays Here's a text message I have to Kevin AJ knows Kevin May 28th and I said, uh, it's going to turn into a short video series, and it's going to be called All the Small Things. Wow. So, <laughs> Look at you. Good call. So you that was the original name it plan. That and it's 56 well, minutes. Well, well, <laughs> no, so the stuff that I was going to start for next year was going to be that after putting this out for, you know, just kind of spot <laughs> duty in the playoffs. Uh, but, so yeah, so that was the original idea. Yeah to call it that because it's just like just stars
4: fans get touchy about this because stars fans did it once too and uh, it's happened in vegas i was in vegas when it happened once and it's like our generation knows the song right yeah. that's the thing is yep. that we just took the we it's the same thing with sweet caroline Yep, we just it's just blink for us it wasn't yep. neil diamond anymore yep. none of us none of us were one don't say us by the way, Adrian. I mean, like you us. guys, you guys, yes, us, us, no. our like generation was hero. not was not growing up <laughs> on kids age on Neil Diamond in the kids same way. Like we weren't listening to Neil <laughs> well, Diamond it's, together. It's yeah.
3: just the Avs fan base went hard on it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. But they oh, it's really it cool. It's it really went cool. hard on that it song. Here at the bar. It's we cool. Had, yeah. We
4: adopted it, and I'm a little over it. But I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little over. I'm a little overhearing it before the game, during the game, after the game. Yeah. Who does that? We do at the bar. Oh, okay, okay. I'm a little I'm a little over that. But during I, the game, it's still the coolest thing. I love it. I'm I had this dude
1: in my mentions like it's so overplayed at the game. I was like, it happens once. once. It's a yeah. one time thing yeah. in the third period. Yeah. And it's not even every single game. Like it's most games. Oh, can you time out anime as leaders? <laughs> <comment>?
4: <laughs> I don't want him banned, just give him a five minute timeout. Let uh-huh. him know that fascism is in. <laughs>
1: But yeah, it, like it was just it, it, like you said. My favorite thing about it was it started kind of accidentally, and and honestly, yeah, it's an organic thing. If if you go to an ABS game, any songs from that era get a nice little sing along to it. Everyone just gets a little yeah. extra into People it. People get all the super small into Good Charlotte. Like, come on, right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Worst
3: worst like, My Enemy gets sung along all the time. Yeah, from...
1: yeah. There's there's just several of them that and and actually they talked about this on 32 Thought or maybe it was on the Jeff Merrick show yesterday ball arena is a younger crowd than a lot of the arenas and games that you go to around the league. It is a younger crowd. It is more of a millennial crowd, you know, late twenties to early forties. That's the majority of the people that are at those games. Uh, As opposed like you go to a game in Toronto and it's, a lot Excuse of the the, older. the old guard and a lot of you haven't had those tickets for 40 right, right, years. Right, you, can, yeah. you don't get them Arizona.
3: Yeah. Well, I won't talk
2: about it. <laughs> Five thousand of the best fans you can. <laughs> yeah, get into yeah. A college arena.
1: I cannot wait. Yeah, no I kidding. cannot wait for yeah. for games at, at I, ASU. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Because yeah. genuinely. so is the arena deal. Is that kind of all but done at this point? No, no. Is there still so a ways we're near, to go? Really? Year done. Because I, I thought the big hurdle that, the that they got step. over was no. kind of like, ah, and it's all downhill from here. No. No. Big hurdle is that giant price Long way, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, way this, to go. this was just step one. Okay. Long
2: way to go. They they said maybe by the end of the year they'll have a decision. But in the meantime, guys, come down to the college campus. I,
1: I'll be the first one there, for real. Like, yeah. I think that's going to be – to watch an NHL game in that setting is going to be phenomenal. The only thing I'll say about that, and I can you imagine – and you've seen the, the pando- pandemonium
2: here, outside ball, can – what do you do if you're playing this in a 5,000? Or what about not Alexander concerned. Ovechkin breaking the record in Arizona? Also, that would be awesome.
3: Also, Ooh. not going to be awesome. Nah, that would be
2: awesome. Like, two or three years from now, he, I was, I was here come say. the Caps to in play Arizona game? on a nah. Tuesday. Like, you'd have to not play in that game. Like, the league would go out of their mind. <laughs> like, no, not. There's no, you can't even put cameras in there. Yeah. Like, so anyway. like, I don't, uh,
3: some of the best atmospheres of the game I've ever been to are Colorado Eagles games, and that stadium sits around. Five thousand. It's going yeah. to be cool, so. but it's,
1: it's as long as they. And It'll I've said full. this a couple of times. As long as they get the arena deal done, yeah. and it's like, oh, we're waiting for it. Yeah. It's going to be they awesome. Yeah. Then it's then it's, it's embarrassing it's if they don't. Then they're gone. Right, right. One, well, and it's a charming footnote. Even one of those things where seriously, like, if if the Coyotes start getting any kind of traction over the next couple of years, like those will be electric games to be at. Because right on top of the ice. Yeah. It's going to be an expensive <laughs> ticket, yep. so you're going to want to have to be there. There were days this rink wasn't full. Oh yes. Oh man, absolutely. Been a while. ball well, Arena. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It hasn't been that long.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, dude, that that 48 yeah, point season. Th- there was a there was a during the 48 point season. And I think I talked about this yesterday too. A weekday game against the Florida Panthers. That if you told me. There were more than 6,000 people in there. I'd n- No way. Yeah. You'd never sell me on that. And now the arena is
2: absolutely fire. Like It's, it's unreal. It's,
1: the arena is packed to the rim. Outside. This place is packed to the rim. The watch party across the street is yep. packed to the rim. Yep. The, una- the, the really not even watch party, just a big TV <laughs> that was showing the abs game downtown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, packed. Yeah. Packed. And yeah couple of, just McGregor square McGregor like square
4: jammed with people
1: seriously inside and outside like it's a big if Did you, you go there yesterday I like, have you made I don't it to McG- what that is when you
4: went to, oh it's right across the it's right across from Coors Field it's
1: it's kind of like what they had outside of Gila River but yeah. it's brand new you have same, to you have concept. to get down there
2: I, it's awesome I, I might I know I, I walked <laughs> I walked to the ballpark but I don't remember seeing that it's uh i was on blake i walked down blake all the way right okay there. yeah so so blake. you wouldn't have seen it Blake's it's the old street there I walked because yeah. it turns out they have bars and alcohol yeah there. yeah <laughs> i was gonna say which is also a super choice. fun area yeah it was fine uh, for me at noon mcgregor
1: work. mcgregor is what they're trying they're trying to
2: it's the make that
1: district. the new um spot like they've they're got, got the big they have a big food hall in there some restaurants They have the big like beer wall where you just go get the little card you scan your card and you pour all your own beer And then it just charges you for whatever you drank at the end of the night It's awesome, you, you gotta check okay. it out But like that, they have a huge TV out there um, And it's, I mean Shoulder to shoulder People just trying to watch And yeah, five years ago It was uh, not. Pick your own seat, basically PD could sit behind a home plate Yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I, I gotta do this to you Oh no Uh <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> goodbye. Good night, everybody. Good night, good night. Uh, Thanks for having me. Two
3: things. First of I all, know. I don't think we've ever gotten your bad food take.
0: I, I,
2: all my food's bad food. I'll tell you, my bad food take today is I thought the bar can open. And so I haven't <laughs> eaten. I haven't eaten today. And so I'll, I'll eat between shows I gotta cover, I'll get a burger. That didn't work out. It did not.
3: Nope. Uh, Poor planning. Number two, the Avs
2: have a 1-0 lead. Yes. So they're spotting you a game here, but yes. we need a prediction. Well, I made one on our show, which you guys know that I made. Mm-hmm. Now, Are you going
1: to double down on it or give yourself yeah. Let me preface this <laughs> by <laughs>
2: saying I have spent the last two weeks following the Tampa Bay Lightning around this country. Can you ready yeah. to cut this mic? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I still am not ready to give up on the Stanley Cup champions. Nope. I think this series is going to be much longer than people might think. I think it's going six or seven. I don't know if they're going to have an answer for the Colorado speed, but I've seen them adjust throughout the series. Sorry. I still like the lightning.
1: Do you have them in six or seven?
2: I had them in six originally and I'll stick with it. Cause I'm a man of my word. There you go. But I will say this in my brief tenure behind a microphone, which is now at six months. Maybe I've been wrong. Not just on every <laughs> who's going <laughs> to, who's going to start in goal. Who's going to win games. <laughs> horrific prognosticator. They don't let me on the bet show anymore. Because yeah. <laughs> I suck at it. Uh, I, this, this series is so close to call. There's so many little things about it that make a difference to me. And I'll be honest, one of the big things for me was Vasilevsky versus Kemper. Yeah, And I saw Kemper not have his best game and still get a win. That makes a difference in this series. For sure. And, and, and for them to get that, the, overtime goes a different way right now. And Tampa's up 1 nothing. You're going, oh, like, it's Kemper didn't play his best game and you won. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes this tougher. I think this is going to be a lot tougher. And if Tampa doesn't come out of here with a win out of ball tomorrow, this could be tough.
1: Well, and and look, like, and y- don't
2: get mad, AJ. Just y- you're
1: you are a hundred percent right. I took Tampa in every series in these playoffs. For example, it's like, I, I, how do you pick against the two time defending champ? They've just shown. Hmm. Year after year, series after series, they find different ways to do it. They find ways to adjust. They find different ways to win. So it's hard to pick against them. Um, uh, now, on, on like, I'm, I'm on the flip side of that. I've spent the last two months now Watching following the ABS day to day and seeing them at practice and the way they talk. That's why I felt like, okay, I can take them in this. I, I feel like they have it to get this done. If I didn't have that... Benefit of seeing them up close. I would honestly probably it is like, some of that East Coast bias. Yes, well, it I'm, really is. Yeah,
3: the thing that everyone keeps going to back going back to, and for good reason. Look at Vasilevsky's record in elimination. Right, games. It's,
2: right. It's actually broken below <laughs> one. <laughs> it's <laughs> below one on a goals against average. Like, right, insane. Right. So, I, I I wouldn't bet against him, but I also you look at their vibe yesterday. A lot of them were at Coors Field yesterday. It was the, lo- the Bolts in the yeah. Stanley Cup final. Like, yeah, we're gonna go a ball game. Like right. we've been here. We've done this. I don't know. They've been on the other side. They've been there. You've been down in series. I don't know if it phases them. I don't know if they, we talked about the mental advantage as this series goes on. It's going to be hard to break
1: Stephen Samkos and Hedman. They've been so down. I'm, a, I'm going to throw one question at you, and then I'm going to throw something out there. The, qu- the first question for you is, do you think in their three-year run here, are the Avalanche the best team that they've played?
2: Without question.
1: So, on media day, I was I made the comment that I was very impressed by Tampa Bay with what you're talking about. Yeah. Stanley Cup final didn't seem to phase him at all. But then on, for morning skate of game one, it almost felt too comfortable. Like, it, it almost seemed yeah. like the confidence, been there, done that, went a step too far. And now, look, they came out and they played a, that was a, phenomenal hockey game they played a great game but it, it, it is just it's interesting to me i almost wonder if maybe and i don't necessarily want to use the word underestimating but i think this is the first team that maybe has the mental fortitude to match what tampa has and i almost just yep. wonder if there's just the smallest teeniest tiniest little sliver of them that is like ah well we'll turn it around and we'll figure I it 100% out 100 think that's there and 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 I just don't know if they faced a team that has the pushback. That can back actually
2: that, bury them.
3: Right, yeah. that, that have yeah. that. And that's we're fair. not
1: letting you up off the mat for a second. Because the Rangers didn't. And the Rangers,
2: yeah. you look through the series, and I'll say this. They weren't ready for that. I, I picked Tampa to lose the first round. Did I did. You, yeah, against I picked Toronto. them to lose the second round. Because I said, it's hard to be hungry when you're full. <laughs> yeah. And they've 100%. been there. And once they got behind, I go, well, you know what? They're tired. They've played more hockey than any team in the NHL. They've won the cups, like okay, we, okay, like enough, like I'm gonna go home. Yeah. I'm gonna go sit in my house in the air conditioning and skidoo or whatever. <laughs> and I thought they were. I really said they're too hungry. You know, it's hard to be hungry when you're full. And they've been there. Yeah. And now you're right. In this circumstance, it's the first series I've had. I predicted that they were gonna win was this one. Yeah. And I think you're right. They might be saying there. it's gonna come. It's just gonna happen for us because right. it has happened for us. Right. But they haven't faced the Colorado Avalanche. This is not the New York Rangers. It just isn't. Florida had some speed, but Florida didn't have the defending abilities. They couldn't stop all the Tampa could throw at them. That wasn't a complete team like this Colorado Avalanche team is. And that's why I think the series is going to go on. You know, Colorado, what I would have liked to have seen, and if I'm Jared Bednar, I sure wish this team would have been... The Western finals or the finals over the last three years, and then I'd say, okay, this this is theirs. Yeah. Like this is different. The media attention is different. The pressure is different. The spotlight's different. I don't know if it affects these guys. I don't know. Like is Nathan McKinnon just brushing it off, like no big deal. I don't know. I know Tampa has, and I know they've been there. And it is different. And Darcy Kemper hasn't been on this stage. Right. He's been in the world championships, but that ain't this. Right. So I I want to say that plays into it a little bit. Yeah. Who's the better team on paper? If they play ten games, games one three eighty two, Colorado's going to win nine of them. (laughs) Right. It's just different right now. Yeah. So and I don't don't beat me up on the street of Colorado. (laughs) 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 Like in Arizona, I can give bad takes and nobody watches our (laughs) freaking show, so it's no big deal. I know, Allie. Thanks for tuning Uh, in. But here, (laughs) just, just don't just don't beat just don't beat me up like.
1: No, but, it, it, but, it, but it's a
2: real thing, you know. I, I, but a lot it, of people are picking both teams. Like, this isn't just everybody's going all-abs or everybody's yeah. going all te- Like, this is a pretty like, – you go down to hockey, people outside that have rooting interests, this is split. Like, yeah. this isn't – no, this is so. a gimme. Like, this isn't an upstart team making all the way to the finals. You go, right. Oh, if you're, they made it here. If you, you don't know, have a rooting interest right. in it's either of Montreal. these teams,
3: this is the final you wanted. 100%. So like, yeah. As a out. hockey fan, fantastic. Yep
1: yeah and it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be so fun because i for that exact reason i think these are two teams who jared benar has talked a lot about uh and joe sackett touched on it too you know the people kept bringing up the second round losses and they said we don't look at them as second round losses we lost to vegas we lost to dallas and in the same way you know i think they talked about it before the west final like and we were trying to beat St. Louis. We weren't trying to beat the second round. We were trying to beat St. St. Louis, Louis, and it just it was, so happened to come everybody else's conversation in, in in the second round. And and you know he said, and now we're trying to beat Edmonton, and they talked about it the other day. Now we're trying to beat Tampa Bay. Doesn't matter where we're at. We're trying to beat the Lightning, and and it's just interesting to see two teams that are this mentally tough, that have this much skill, uh, that are this structured, going head to head. It's just. You get caught up in the emotions and the and the tension of game one. That was a phenomenal hockey game, just back and forth. Just a
2: great game. A, a great genuine game. great game. Is this game. the passing of the torch, though? And we talked about the difference in ages no. of those cores.
4: Is this... The, yeah, I, I, the I, I like AJ's take Absolutely on this. not! It is Colorado taking the torch. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love because I don't
4: think Tampa Bay is going to give it to them. Yeah, I think Colorado's going to go into Emily Arena and yeah. they're going to they're going to take it from them. The way that kill the bring back from Tampa Bay, rip is, out the Tesla coils. It's the <laughs> it's the. Cop. I'm anxious to see those. <laughs> don't have to add any more shit to my profile picture. I, uh, the ads are going into Tampa, and they're taking and they're AJ taking the call. He picked so, them in five. Five. I haven't in five, but the universe told me four. So I will say this selfishly too, because we've talked about the, travel our you. show a lot. All of this is
2: about me. I care less about. It. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. So five to me is great because I get a flight back from Tampa. To yeah. Colorado and I'm closer to home, so hell yeah. Five come to the party at the set, bar. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's freaking brilliant. you finish your work, come that party. That is freaking brilliant. I'm still
2: hungry? There'll be food that night. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. So let's do it. Five. I'm in for five. Kale right. McCarr put it Soled. best, and
1: then super chats. Jesse. It's one team trying to build a dynasty, another team trying to create a legacy. Yeah. And I think that great. Perfect. It's fun. It's a and perfect sum up.
2: You know, I, it's some of this I, I get it. Like you guys live this like this. You've guys been abs all abs for a long time for some of us. We're kind of just getting exposed to it. Cause I don't know if you noticed, I'm an Arizona show. Do you know how the Coyotes did against the Avs this year? Unfortunately, Pretty well. well. Yeah. Yeah. Just Pretty well. So maybe we Pretty haven't seen that. <laughs> much much much.
4: What cost them last place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Avs yeah.
2: did. The Coyotes <laughs> had a winning record against this team. Are you out of your freaking mind? That team is, they couldn't beat a lot of American League teams.
4: You know what I'm being serious. They're bad. That's, what's the, that's why the NHL is great. Yep. Oh. Any given night Because shit like that happens yeah. and It makes no sense Well we did watch along On those And there shows. were Like there were people Who tweeted at us After those games Who were like They'll never They're, they're gonna lose In round one The worst Avs team Ever beat they Chicago's don't.
2: Point
3: streak. Yeah 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 Like blew them out yeah.
2: too Yeah <laughs> Like, it's insane to me. So, that, again, and that's why you play hockey in games one through 82. It's it's so hard to predict games. You should throw it in a bag and mm-hmm. f- spill it out, and whoever comes yep. out wins. It's, it's hard yeah. to pick that. If the Coyotes can beat this team, this team is freaking phenomenal, and I will say this. Yeah. I did not give them the credit at their defending. I didn't. <laughs> and I After game one. Not a lot of people did. And I, I, I apologize for that. They were better at defending than I gave them credit for. And here you imagine are. what they would have been like if it was Sam Gerard. All right. <laughs> right. Let's get some super chats in here.
3: Woo. $5 from Garrett. You guys get super. I was chef? born the week the abs won the cup in 96. Dad tried <laughs> like <laughs> hell to name to name me Stanley to no avail. Working to convince my wife to do the same. Go abs. You, you, you and you and the
4: kid Lord Stanley. <laughs> wow. That's aggressive. That's it. That is aggressive. I like it. That way, he can have he'll drink out of Lord Stanley's cup on a daily right. basis. I don't, does the
3: does the first kid need does the first kid need to be Clarence for the camp Clarence Campbell Cup <laughs> and then yeah, Bill Torta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Got to build toward it. Don't uh, touch him. Love it. Five dollars
3: from Jason. It. I spammed the Discord with abs and five. Twitter peeps he are did. calling abs in five. AJ picked abs in five. I put money on abs in five. Anyway, abs in four. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Thank you very much. True dat. Two dollars from Andrew. Lucky not getting enough credit on PK in game one. I, I feel like we pumped the abs
2: tires on the PK the pretty PK good was, after that game. Wait, right? I wrote up some keys to the game after the game one, and, and their PK was number three. Like yeah. that was <laughs> it's a huge key to this game. Tampa hasn't scored down four straight. Like they need to continue to kill like this. If Tampa's power play gets hot, could go trouble. the other way. So yeah. their their aggressiveness on the power play, not only on the entries, couldn't get across the blue line, but once they did get set up, they had no shooting lanes at all. Yeah. Kill was phenomenal.
0: Yeah. yeah girl.
2: It's great. <laughs> was Five great. more dollars from Garrett, appreciate it.
3: from Miss Truly. Can we talk about the haters? It seems like much of the mainstream want to talk about the Bolts' problems more than the Avs' greatness. De facto.
4: Why? Because Colorado's (laughs) greatness caused the Bolts' problems. And when you're trying to figure out which team needs to fix something, it's the team that lost. Not the team that won. Not the team that imposed their will. Not the team that did what they wanted to do. Not the team that played the game they're more comfortable in. Colorado will take Game One three more times. The Bolts' problems were the ones that stuck out.
2: Yep, and that's what we said. Is what does Colorado have to do? Colorado has to do the same thing they did yeah. in Game yeah. One. So yep. Just let their it's speed John dictate to the adjust. pace. Yeah, Jared Bednar is just like, all right. Yeah, we're just gonna go? Okay. Yeah. Our speed dictates well, the game. The, the other thing too. Out, guys.
1: The other thing too, and Jared Bednar made a mention of it. He gave. Cooper, the matchups that Cooper wanted. Yeah, yeah he did. And he. And oh, he you stri- want Sorelli against McKinnon? Cool. He straight said that we'll, yesterday. We'll see
4: how it goes. If it, if the, if it becomes a problem, then
1: I might adjust. But until it's a problem for me, have yep. have at it, dude. He, he straight up said that yesterday. He said, so, "I know that's what Coop so wants, so we power just move. we just did it." And Nathan McKinnon kind of chewed yeah. him up. Yeah. Uh, and it's such then, a
4: power move to just be like, "Oh, that's your plan." Okay, cool. cool. We do have we'll give it to you on our home ice. <laughs> one more
3: cool. super chat here. Another five from Miss Truly. Have national media approached any of you for interviews? You guys about to blow up? Well, Petey's here. I was
2: going to say. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> I tried. This one was in response to um, taking
3: a ladder anywhere you want to go. Yeah. He said I was gonna Instead play. of a ladder, buy a drum and follow the drummers into oh. ball arena. Brilliant. Another brilliant. You'll get in straight. every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and then asking about there is a DNVR Discord if you are a member with DNVR you can go over to the lounge section and join our Discord there lots of people always talking in there having good chats about ads yeah, if and you're other familiar ones. with
4: Twitch chat it can get a little bit like that at it, times it can get a little a, a little wild for sure it can get a little meme heavy which is meme heavy see again I'm in my 50s Twitch and memes <laughs> 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 Wait, huh no. When it's not like that, there's plenty of hardcore hockey talk, which is nice. <laughs> Two
3: dollars late here for Mickey. Abs will create the reverse dynasty. Um, I think it's just a dynasty of their yeah, own. I, I don't. I, I, a reverse dynasty is like the Philadelphia seventy sixers trusting the process for eight years or something.
2: Can I ask a question about your Discord? Yeah. Is Spencer in your Discord? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, because he's in ours. Just checking. He, he's, he's in all over the place. He's in Chicago's too. I. Does he, does he work? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he got a job and stuff? <laughs> yeah. He's checking. Spencer, we love you. Appreciate he's, it. But, like, yeah. he, you? Hitting? juggle awesome three. Dollar. Yeah. Okay. He was actually in <laughs> he juggled our He's going to the Discord. draft party in Arizona. He was I in know. our
3: Discord voice chat the other day while he was counting you out his tail at
4: his job. You have a voice chat oh. too. It's just I no one uses that. it. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were literally, sorry. After game yeah, one, we were in voice chat in our channel, hanging out with our members until five o'clock in the morning. Seriously? Yep. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, no one used our Discord voice chat
3: for like the first year and a half. Yeah, so we're <laughs> yeah. still
2: new. We're still learning. We've got a very passionate Discord. There just aren't as many of them. And one of them is Spencer.
3: Is that a... Is that? That's fine. Does he not count as a plus one? Is he... No, oh,
2: he is. He's <laughs> very active. Spencer is very active in the PHNX.
4: Oh, I want to talk draft. I need to jump into your guys' Discord and just... We do talk draft. ...force, to force yeah, this can conversation. We, can
3: I announce this yet?
4: I don't know. That I'm... Probably
3: not. I'm very likely going to Arizona
2: <laughs> I said very likely. Uh, I Look. What's that? No. Okay.
1: As I was saying.
2: Okay. have you ever been in Arizona in July? Yes. You don't go to Arizona in July. Just saying. We opened Arizona in July. I know you did. <laughs> anyway. But in July. So.
4: It's hot.
1: I went to uh, Arizona last year in.
4: We were there in September.
1: Was that September? Yeah. yeah
4: it was that late. And it was still four thousand degrees. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say it was it was crazy. And and uh, my my buddy who lives down there, they were waiting for their oh, house. It was gonna melt. And they. Uh, I like the
4: heat.
3: I mean, that's too hot, but I like the heat. I love the heat.
1: And they have they have this super dope fifth wheel. And they they just while they were waiting for their house, they had the fifth wheel parked yeah. at this awesome like RV resort. Which I was sitting there, I was like, cool, I'm moving to an RV resort. It was amazing. <laughs> but we were walking to go to the pool, and his wife offered me a bomb pop. She was like, "Do you want?" To? I was like obviously yes and i walked outside and it was like a cliche like tv <laughs> arizona moment yeah right i took like one bite of the bomb pop inside i was like mm, how good love these took a step out and i looked down and five seconds just running down yeah. my hand and i had to like panic eat it on the way to the pool because <laughs> it's it just, real it, it's it's like it's an, real it's like an oven the way like it's just there's heat hitting you from every direction it's real but the good news for Rudo. Is we will be inside at a bar. Yeah. And I'll be drinking
2: and enjoying the draft. Drink. They tell us to drink at the draft. Yeah. Drafts at the draft. It's Perfect.
4: a long show. Well, it's a well, long show. Why
1: can we go? Let's, let's do that. That sounds awesome. Oh, well, I do not want to. Oh, I, I, can uh, I go? That Holly, sounds awesome. Will Petey be
3: around for the watch along? No, he's got to do big boy jobs and do the watch along for, you know, the entire country yeah. on ESPN. i are
2: working, but is the bar open?
1: Uh, After. It, Ooh, I don't know.
2: Like, what's late? Like the games, oh, games over at nine. It, yeah, yeah, we're, we're usually open till like oh, midnight. <sighs> I'll just say, oh shit. Okay, yeah. my flight to Tampa is not till ten. <laughs> Can somebody give me the airport before that? <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. uh, you're,
1: wait! You're flying out tomorrow? <laughs> no, it's after the game. Oh, going
2: to Tampa on Sunday.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. My oh, flight's five yeah, yeah, t- yeah. at five thirty a.m. Come yeah. down Saturday night. I'm at ten. Come down
2: Saturday night. Okay, you got. You just got to work. Thanks for having me. This was unreal, and I'm not kidding when I say that this is Mecca for a all city employee that's coming to the DNVR bar. And hanging out with you guys, this was great. Thank you, dude. Th- no, thank yeah, you. Thank seriously, you. we we Coming always love on. having fresh always voices. Yeah, yep. seriously, man. So really appreciate. Put Mike on. I'll talk puck all day long. There that, dude, that's that. I love today's
1: <laughs> maybe, show. Maybe maybe you and I can do a show in while we're in Tampa. Maybe you and I can get together yeah, uh, and do well, a, do a like pod I, out there.
2: Yeah, for sure. You can jump on PHNX. Let's do it. Yeah, there you go. For sure. sit in the lobby and talk hockey. Love it. Perfect.
3: All right. We're going to get out of here for the day. We've given you a long one. We hope you all appreciated it. We will, of course, be back tomorrow pregame. Watch a long post-game, the whole nine for you. Go watch Jesse's hour-long documentary. Yeah, yeah you, got, you got a full, full day to kill. Get a DNVR membership while you're at it. Go get some dope shirts. We love you. Goodbye.